want to welcome everyone to the podcast tonight. We are at on Brandon's deck overlooking the street out here. <laughs> uh, we got Brandon and Kenan over here laughing. He's got he's got a sip of beer in his mouth and Ben with us again. And we'll let Ben talk a little bit, maybe if he wants to. He, he took a, a offshore trip to Chandelier, maybe tried the rigs, although three of us warned him against it just due to the storm that came through here this weekend and you know sunday monday and um but yeah just thank y'all for listening like us on facebook send us a message shoot us an email We'd like to get some interaction from y'all if possible just on some topics and we'll go ahead and get started with uh ben here hardwood boys episode eight nice it was a pretty good story on this one we left out yesterday around noon, the storms they were talking about, uh, they blew through, we let the rain stop, and we pushed out a pass, uh, intending to head down to the rigs a little south of Chandelier Islands, and then uh, we ended up just pushing straight to Chandeliers because we ended up fishing on the way there and then not catching too much. Now, did y'all go out of Pass Christian or Gulfport? Or? Yeah, we left out a pass. Uh, Where did you get your fuel? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we left there full. Yeah, from where we keep the boat. Okay. Uh, sorry, we didn't buy it from you. I apologize. Sunset I'm just Landing. Yeah. Sunset this, Landing. This episode is brought to you by Sunset Landing, the premier dry stack boat storage facility on the Gulf Coast. Fuel, fuel, ice, beer, everything you need for your boat. It so. is by far the best in Bayou Portage. In Bayou Portage, <laughs> the best dry stack <laughs> facility on Bay St. Louis. We are the only. Some of the best dry stack in Harrison County. Exactly. So that was a little plug for Sunset Landing. So, yes, no, I was just ribbing Ben about where he gets his fuel. Um, so, yeah, he probably found it a little cheaper than ours somewhere. Or just If closer. he likes substandard fuel, that's fine. Not sure. Yeah, yeah, a little water mixed in to <laughs> cut it. Gets like 50 RPMs out of the We have no water in our fuel, I promise. <laughs> just corn. It's, it's okay, back, back to Ben's story. Back to Ben's story. Yeah, so uh, we pulled up the chandeliers yesterday evening, uh, anchored out, intended to do some wade fishing, and uh, I was chumming the water for sharks, too. Not at the same time. Probably do that a little later. <laughs> I know Vic's got a story on that one. And uh, ended up, a, the wind kicked up. It, uh, I guess it was like a local system that pushed through. And uh, one thing leads to the next, and our anchor breaks loose. We are nearly pushed to the shore. And we're fighting that. Uh, the seas are just blowing. Before that, our generator had broken. So we'd been working that for two or three hours, trying to get that running again. All our food was going bad. Our batteries weren't charging. Uh, it was just a, a cascade of events. Sounds like but, a normal fishing trip. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, it, it, went, it went to shit real quick. What, what size boat were you on? We were in a um, 36 foot. Okay. It was pretty sizable. But, you know, it's got living quarters in it. Um, There's about four of us on board. Plenty of space. But <laughs> it, got, it got weird quick. Uh, we, you know, we did our proper study. We checked all the weather, uh, multiple sources. Um, and, and nobody predicted the seas were going to blow up like they did. What, what were they pushing? Right there at the chandeliers on the west side, they pushed about two foot. 
uh, with about a 25. Which I'm doesn't sound like a lot. If you're going, that's one thing. But if you're right. anchored, yeah, if you're anchored, it's rocking two foot your boat. Constant seas, or yeah, that's a lot. I mean, we were having standing waves just just, uh, just breaking into the breaking, breaking waves coming over the back of the boat. Wow, uh, really? Yeah, it started getting within about about 10 minutes when we realized our anchor was starting to drag to when we were debating on what to do, it was too late. When we, we yeah. found out it, it broke loose, within one minute we were heading towards the shore. Yeah. It was amazingly quick, and it shows you how quick things can go to shit out that's, there on that's the That's why you water. go and do what y'all did. That was a good yeah. training mission, I guess. I don't know, was it? Yeah. Uh, um, well, the, that's not even the worst part. So after you missed this part, when our generator went down, and then safe. this happened, and waves are coming over the back. The generators controlling your battery chargers, all yeah. of our house bank and stuff. Yeah, and we didn't have any refrigeration or anything like that. And we one of our battery banks had died because the battery charger wasn't working. Oh gosh! So it's it kind of was teetering on. I think we should get out of here. That sounds like one of those Bear Grylls TV episodes where everything goes wrong. Oh, it gets to, worse. Just, okay, keep going. Yeah, worse. It gets worse. <laughs> so we uh, we pick up, we idle out of there. We're like we're, we're going back. Well, we had wrapped up a shark rig around one of the lower feet. Oh yeah, yay! Wire wire around. Oh no. Around the lower unit. So we we were down two inches. Uh, so we, we idle out there, get safe water, and we raise one of the engines. It's like, it's, it's already at three plus at this point. I was like, I, I can drop a kayak, get the water, and start cleaning it. But I think it's, it's too dangerous. At this yeah, point. No, I get smashed by that lower unit. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to get hurt. So we made the decision to put the engine back down in the water and just continue on on two, which we can't get on plane. We can only make about eight knots at that point, and the seas kick up even more. At one point in between here and uh, Chandelier and Cat Island, we were hitting no shit six foot seas. And, uh, and was it dark? It was so black. Pitch black. crazy. You couldn't see anything. We were driving off the radar. See, I didn't think of just, I mean, while y'all were still there, just going behind the island and just waiting, waiting it out through the night? We thought, but we were behind the island. That's. And it was still that. It rough. was still that bad. It was worse on the other side, which okay. is that's why we chose to anchor on that side because yeah, it, it was protecting. Side, yeah. Um, the charts on that area, we we updated all our charts. Everything was good, but they don't reflect some of the smaller areas in there. Like Freemason is not on the chart. Yeah. And really? the satellite imagery from Google is not accurate. No. Yeah. So you can't see that spit. At nighttime, when unfamiliar water with the chart that's not reflecting the actual landmass, we yep. just decided to get out of there. Uh, we would end up beaching yeah. the boat. Yeah. Uh, so we were coming back about three o'clock this morning, six footers. <laughs> and they were they were steep. They weren't rollers, so yeah. they were dropping out from oh, underneath. Yeah, not us in this one. On when two it's engines. only ten feet yeah. deep or twelve, so, 12 you know. I was I was very happy to pull up at the dock this morning about seven AM. Oh goodness. And uh, we made it back and didn't didn't break anything on the boat luckily. Did you did you catch any fish? Three catfish. Three. And, uh, did you keep them or And my them buddy got stuck by one. <laughs> Just had that conversation yep, too. Yep, yeah, yeah. So I, wa I warned him right before he did it. He's like, ah. Ugh. So y'all had the perfect fishing trip. Man, couldn't have gone any better. It was a beautiful day. Then I got to, when we got back at seven this morning, I got to take all the props off and check them and make sure they weren't messed up. 
stuff. Yeah, my my scariest moment at, at water was exactly probably in the exact spot you were. We huh. were kids on my dad's sixty five foot wooden mm-hmm. lugger. We used to go out there for two weeks at a time in the summertime. And uh <clears throat> the Captain Bob is what we call it then. Now it's the Chifuncta Queen. But we were out there on the water, my dad spelled Chifuncta. T-C-H-U-F-U-I don't even know. My dad says the story was Indians. It's an Indian word. And one of them threw a rock in the water, and it went Chifuncta. You know, it made that noise. And that's where the name came from. My dad makes up stuff, so that's probably not true, but you can research that's it. That's pretty accurate. <laughs> it's rock in water is what it means. Does he come up with that after he's drinking? What's that? Of course. Rickles? Oh, we'll get into a lot. Dickel. George Dickel. My dad's a George Dickel fan. Um, but no, we were out there on the big boat, and I was probably 10 or 11, so you just trust your parents at that point. And I've been out on that boat for 10 or 11 years doing the same trip, never had a problem. We'd go and catch all kinds of fish and just have a great time. This one day a storm came up yeah. and we were on the wrong side of the island or something and it just came up too quick. Mm-hmm. Um, so my dad, I remember him yelling at us to get on the speedboat, which we had a little 25 foot Bertram. Um, and, and, and he's yelling at us to put our life jackets on. Back in those days, kids didn't have to wear life jackets. I mean, we just, you know, but there was, I, I, there were six or seven footers and we're 100 yards off of shore, you know, so he abandoned the big boat trying to keep us all safe. You know, he thought for sure, if you got six footers and you're in six feet of water, you're going to be banging bottom. Oh, sure. And you draw six feet, you know. I mean, that <laughs> boat did. And so he just abandoned it, left it anchored, and we got in the little boat, and he's yelling at us. And that's the first time I'd seen him scared. Yeah. So, therefore, I was scared just being in the boat. Um, and we made it through. We thought he thought for sure that that the big boat, the big wooden boat, was just going to bang on the bottom and, and sure. yeah and sink. But once the storm ended, 20 minutes later, we're back on the boat. Everything was back to peaceful, slick waters again. But yeah, that's the scariest time I've ever been out on a boat. Big blue scary. It'll get you. Yes. And as a kid, I'm just thinking, oh, there's land right over there because you're at Chandelier. You can yeah. see the island. So I knew I was thinking we'd be safe land. even if we wrecked or sank. Yeah. I could swim to shore. But as a kid, you don't realize <laughs> six a, feet of water it, it, with six foot seas is a five, long yeah. ways. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to beat you yeah, up. There's that there. the current that was pushing through there along the shore. Mm-hmm. You're going to swim in the shore. Yeah. Yeah. It'll drag you down a quarter mile before you get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Then you had those, those crazy people over there put in Lake Pontchartrain. During, right? During the yeah. middle of, yeah. of Cristobal. Yeah. <laughs> they got yeah. into the crab traps. They put their boat in the water and go out and, and get lost and end up losing how did they, the boat. How did they end up living, though? The they, boat they sank and they got to the land and, and, and pretty much raided somebody's house huh. or their cabin on the water. Yeah. To, and that's where they survive. stayed. Yeah, yeah, to make it through the storm. Yeah. Um, that's just absurd. It's just poor decision making. Well, it's goofy. They wanted to get their crab traps so the storm wouldn't get them, I guess. And it was a guy and a lady and... Uh, they, uh, but they survived. I, I read about it the next day. That the, the <laughs> crab traps are not that important. Nope. No, nope. no, no way. No, let's, let's go out and let's go out in the storm. Albeit it wasn't yeah. a it, it wasn't a horrible storm, but I mean your boat's worth more than the crab traps. Yeah, so. but it, but it was when this life. this storm yeah. Cristobal. I know it was just a tropical storm, but, but I've been down here for so five years. Slow. That was the biggest. There we go. Nice Lacroix crack there. <laughs> Should have been a beer. 
but yeah, that was it. It just came it, it in. Started on slowly. Friday. It did not end till Monday. Monday. Monday night. Right before we left. Yeah. yeah. It was long and slow. I, I, I'll say Hurricane Nate was the biggest storm we've had when I was here, but there was very little rain. I think Jackie, uh, Brandon's wife, sprayed us with sprayed Ben with water that night because yeah. with the yeah. hose because was nobody no was getting wet. No <laughs> that was very funny. Hurricane um, underneath. And that, so that was the biggest storm we had. And that was an eight foot storm surge. So that did mess up our fuel pumps at at Sunset Landing, the premier dry stack boat storage. Wa- water, water in the. In the, in the tank after that. No <laughs> water in the tank. But this storm did way more damage, not damage to the marina at all, but it sat. It, the water came up. It was lower than Nate. So it was probably six and a half to seven feet. Nate was eight feet um, above storm, uh, eight foot storm surge. Um, this one was like six, I think, five and a half, six. And I think it might have gotten seven in some places. So it, it but it sat from noon on Sunday till midnight Sunday night and maybe noon on Monday when I I went to work Monday at 8 you came and saw me well I I will say this I I went to work on Monday morning and y'all know I leave early Mm -hmm. you know 4.30 and Holly Nani was clear of water but I'm going to tell you I I drove 25 miles an hour because there's a lot of debris on Highway 90 plus it was covered in sand too the sand the sand wasn't bad what was bad was all that marsh grass and stuff that had washed in there I I probably ran over three of those little marsh birds. I'm sorry. And nutria and yeah. rats and but, all I mean, I saw like pigs in the bay yesterday. <laughs> Full size pigs. Floating? Floating yeah. pigs. Yeah. Wow. In yeah. Bay St. Louis? Or in what? Pass uh, Harbor. Pass Harbor. Yeah. Floating. There's in in uh, the old harbor, half of it's covered in all that marsh grass. Uh-huh. And it's just That's sitting all there floating all those there. those marsh birds yeah. are walking across it and there's nutria floating in there and there's a pig out in the middle of it. From this storm from Crystal. Oh yeah. yeah. From Cristobal. That's insane. A tropical storm that just went slow and a south wind right here. South, in our southeast wind just, just piled it onto us. Yep. Do yep. you have any scary stories in a boat? Oh, plenty of them. Young and dumb. Um, at, as, as we got older, we kind of got smarter. We, we, well, would, yeah. we, would leave to, we would leave at 5 o'clock in the morning and run out, you know, 40, 50 miles to go tuna fishing. Mm-hmm. Tuna fishing in the heat of the day mm-hmm. yeah. sun beating you up all day long you know leave at five in the morning get back at six seven o'clock at night yeah as we get older decide you know what let's go at night yeah let's let's tuna fish at night yeah. you're not lathering on sunscreen you're not getting burned typically it's more calm at night yeah. no so we uh we we leave and we leave out of Pascagoula, and we go to the, to the lumps, midnight lumps out there. And, you know, everybody that we've talked to has just been, you know, catching 35-pound, you know, skipjack yeah, tuna, yeah. blackfin tuna, whatever, yeah. you know. And so, that, I mean, that's that's what we're going to catch. We're, we're going out there to catch tuna. And we get rolling, and, and we get probably about 20 minutes away. And um, the captain of the boat, he's like, man, I got I to take a leak. It was kind of choppy, you know, two to three footers, and, and we were in a, in a big boat. Um, but they, they weren't, you know, it's like they weren't stacked. So, I mean, you could go across them. Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes to the back of the boat, and we're still rolling along. And he starts peeing, and he looks down. Well, his boat was a homemade rig, essentially, and it had a bracket on the back of it. And if you don't know, a bracket is where the motors sit, you yeah. know. So, so, 
something happened, and the bracket was separating from the boat. Mm. So, so we've got, you know, three motors on the back on this bracket, yeah. and, you know, running through these two to three footers, probably running harder than we should have been running through them. We were trying to get to where we were going. And he realizes this, and, and to top it off, there's weather coming. So we literally, at this point, it's probably, I don't know, 10.30 at night. And, and we, we kind of huddled up. There's five of us on the boat. We kind of huddled up, like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, man, I, I want to fish. We, we spent five hours getting out here, four hours getting out here. Yeah. I want to fish. Well, I was overruled, young and dumb, obviously. So they decide to start Turn back. heading back in. Yeah. Well, as we're heading in, um, and we were running pretty hard, the bracket separated. I mean, the bracket was, at this point, probably eight inches off the right side of the boat. It was probably eight inches off of the boat. So we had essentially one bolt yeah, totally. holding those three 300s on the back of that. Yeah boat and so we literally basically idled that boat in from that point yeah how long did that take it we got back in at 8 30 the next morning so all from, night yeah, yeah all night long i, I just i grabbed the beanbag down yeah threw the beanbag on the floor and i slept the, the entire time but that's a smart thing to do you not being the boat owner don't you know you weren't thinking about three three hundreds dropping 90 grand dropping to yeah. the bottom of the gulf let's, of mexico let's fish let's, let's fish just get until they fall off we'll get, here. We'll just get just anchored we got you know 20 minutes we got this at yeah. least we can come home with some fish no and uh that was that was I mean, I guess I was concerned. You weren't scared for your life. No, but, I, but I, it was I still I, dangerous. I, 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 the only time I've been scared for my life is whenever that shark was eating, mm. eating, eating my trout on my strand. Yeah. You know, I, I'm. I guess the the youth in in you before you get older just supersedes everything. Yeah. Any type of fear. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I, I was oblivious to the possibilities of being adrift. I mean, you yeah, know, you let's, let's fish. So let's let's at least this. get our tuna, and then somebody will bring us in. That's what you're <laughs> we thinking. can radio somebody. There's, 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 while you're drifting there's, there's, yeah. uh, there's other boats out here. Yeah. Um, you know, that that's probably the scariest. Um, uh, one time we got in a, in, a, in a pretty bad rainstorm, but again, I wouldn't. I, I wasn't scared. I mean, that was that was that was a pretty rough one. Yeah. As far as actually thinking something's going to happen, I guess that probably that Pascal Google trip was it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Brandon, you got any stories? Not really fishing stories. But you had a boating story yeah, in Spain. Several boats. So yeah, we uh. <laughs> <laughs> so we were on a sailboat in Spain, and it was like February, March, so the water was freezing cold. Um, and then the wind picked up, the seas picked up, so it was six to eight feet seas. Wasn't it a rental boat? Yeah, we were on like a rental sailboat that was probably 18 feet long <laughs> and had no cabin. <laughs> and your pregnant wife, you invited her to come along? She didn't go. Uh, she decided no. not to. So she was no, stuck. but we kept getting knocked over um, from the wind. The wind gust, it would knock the boat over, so we'd r- ride it up. The last time it did it, we hit a reef with it and snapped the mast off. <laughs> so it was just dragging sail and everything. We couldn't turn it back over, so we just had to sit on, on top of the bottom of the boat. It was upside down until we got close enough to land to jump off. And, you know, 
well, jumped off we had in to Spain. Climb a cliff and then walk not, back with no shoes or anything. Not knowing where you were or anything. Well, we knew where we were. You know, you were in Spain. Yeah. So. It's like the size of Pasqua Shane. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I guess Spain is tiny. Whole country. Yeah. <laughs> so. And you've had other ones. Yeah, I mean, so I grew up not on the ocean back on in South Carolina on Lake Murray where my wife grew up. Mm -hmm. And my first bad boating day was on Lake Murray on July 4th. I'll never forget this. Uh, I had a little bass boat, it was about 15 feet long, a little 90 horse on the back. I just redone, I was real proud of it, you know. Painted it up. And uh, my girlfriend at the time, uh, my best man at my wedding, Chris, you met him. Yeah. And his wife, Kelly. We were out there on July 4th. And Lake Murray, it's it's not a very big lake, but if the wind gets pushing right, it'll it'll kick up a little bit. So yeah. one to twos, uh, nothing crazy, but in a 15-foot bass boat, that one to twos is over the capacity for that boat. Yeah. We decided we left a place out there called Goat Island, where everybody just you know moors up and has a few beers, you know, underage at the time probably. Yeah. So we, we decided to go to a, a restaurant on the water before the fireworks show starts. We were pushing to it and pushing, and we were out there with a couple other boats, but they were they could make better speed in the in the water than I could because they had bigger boats. So we're pushing, and a wave comes over the bow and knocks my hat and glasses off, and you know I don't think I had a cell phone at the time, but it, it wet all our stuff, the cameras and whatnot. And uh, I didn't really didn't know any better at the time, but I, I kind of thought it was funny, so I came down and stopped to find all my stuff and. Flip mm -hmm. the bilge pumps on. There's some water starting to fill up in the bottom. Well, as I'm doing that, I see another wave come across the stern on one side, oh, another across yeah, the stern on the trouble. other side. And by that point, I'm mid-chin deep in water. Yeah. And uh, the buddies had talked me into buying a styrofoam cooler that day instead of an actual cooler. So trying to bail water with a styrofoam cooler went exactly as you'd expect and disintegrated. Oh, so, <laughs> And there's more water coming at that point. We're about knee deep in it. Then uh, we're going down. So we're bailing water with a star from my chest, and it just it goes exactly as you'd expect. Completely explodes. Whatever beer we had in there, soft drinks, just all over the bottom of the boat. There's floating styrofoam everywhere, and we're still taking on water. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I see the fear in the girls' eyes. So we started throwing life jackets, and in their mind, you know, Titanic had probably come out not too long before this. The boat's going down, it's going to suck them down with them. Oh, yeah. So they're, they're freaking down. out. It's <laughs> freezing the water. Yeah. There's going to be a, a, a door floating and Leonardo DiCaprio. And, oh, it's in the ring. You yeah. got to find the ring. Oh, yeah, the jewel of the ocean. Blake Murray. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Hardwood Boys Podcast. If you want to hear the rest of the story, Click on the next uh, extended version of this episode and you'll get to hear a little bit more. And Maybe we'll even talk about some of our favorite uh, deer camp recipes and what we like to eat. Thanks again for joining us. And remember, if you're going out in a boat, make sure you have all your safety gear. Good night.